Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gesso Girls. Today, Erin and I are gonna be talking about a topic that I feel like so many artists confront, especially as maybe you're starting out on like the business side of your art or just in general start trying to establish a new routine of creating regularly and that is feeling too overwhelmed to even begin and um, just a couple weeks ago I was speaking with some of my friends and one of them was really talking a lot about how you know she was hearing all these things I was saying and like suggestions about how she could take her uh, creative practice to the next level and she's like I just don't even know where to start and that is all sounds so awesome but like I feel so overwhelmed and I just really want to talk about that because I know well I currently am at a place a little bit I'm supposed to be starting a new series soon I'm feeling a little overwhelmed as I like begin this next project and so I just wanted to give a little bit of a pep talk about you know how do we take those next steps when we feel that way yeah so. and I know like we all know what needs to be done and we have that laundry list of what's next um and that anticipation sometimes gets to us as well I know when I know a big project's about to get kicked off I could start it like yeah. you know start doing a little bit but I tend to kind of be like once it kicks off I'll actually start doing it right um we kind of kick our feet around until it's necessary and I think it's not because you don't have time or you don't want to do it I think it's you're over it's overwhelming it is yeah it's like paralyzed a little bit by maybe the fear of how like big it feels and so I also want to say is that I think a lot of that you know fear about beginning is a fear of failure or a fear Mm -hmm. that you know you might not take the the first right step right like Mm -hmm. maybe you're not gonna Um, do it perfectly or you're not going to approach it perfectly and I think getting over that perfectionism is a big piece of dealing with the feeling of being overwhelmed and with perfectionism I think people have these expectations of timelines Mm -hmm. and like how quickly and how much they need to complete at once and I think that hits a lot of people that uh, a great tool is to slow down take one step at a time but not take one step at a time like a massive step a big leap like segment it out little tiny things to start getting it to make it it's almost like when you're eating ice cream just take little licks don't just chomp into it um it'll hurt you'll feel it um so i think that's something when i think about being overwhelmed and like what holds me back because it is the perfectionism and making wanting everything to be perfect and doing it and i agree you want to do it the right way the first way but with that i find that maybe it's taking a breath taking a step back looking at it and being like okay i know i need to do this but how can I do all these steps mm-hmm. in a way that I won't be overwhelmed? Right. Um, I mean, this sounds so silly, but I remember when I was in high school and I'd have like a book assigned to me. And so, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's 300 pages. Like, when am I ever going to read this 300 pages? So then I would be like, okay, well, here's the date that it needs to be finished. I'd put back a couple more days, like a buffer. Then I'd divide the page numbers. So I'm like, right. oh, it's only 10 pages a day. So that made it sound less overwhelming yeah, exactly. than... 300 pages that I had to read all at once. No, it was just like if I could set aside enough time every day to read 10 pages and sometimes I'd read a little extra. And so I felt even better because I was like, oh, I got ahead. Um, Even though I wasn't complete with the task itself, I I didn't finish the book necessarily any earlier than I would have, but it gave me a little bit of confidence, I would say, by like uh, being able to get ahead a little bit. Um, Yeah, I think just like breaking it down into manageable bite-sized pieces like that. I mean, for example, even when we're planning, you know, when we're planning our schedules, we don't say like, we don't plan out our entire year, right? We plan out the week. We take it week by week. We take it sometimes day by day. Like it, it, our brains don't have the capacity to think that far in advance. I remember, um, so I used to be a nanny for a little while and it was really interesting. Um, 
you know, with kids learning what what kind of timeline they could understand. So for example, like the three-year-old that I was, you know, uh, nannying for, like I would tell her like, oh, like next week we're gonna go do this or that. And like her brain just couldn't compute, right? But if I gave her like a realistic time frame, which is like, she could really feel prepared for it and be ready. So like maybe baby, your, baby yourself a little bit and like in terms of your timeline of like, okay, like there's only so much my brain can like actually handle right now um, and really embrace those limitations of what we humans can, you know, comprehend at one given time so that you, um, you feel more successful too. Like when you are giving yourself those small goals and when you have these massive one um, and you feel better about it yeah. and never underestimate what little things so like I saw, heard this quote the other day that's, you know, pardon me if it's a little corny, but like never underestimate the value of little steps. Like your life is made of seconds, right? Like that's just how it's all, it's all built up. And so if you could just, you know, accomplish like one little piece of the task that you are trying to, trying to move towards, maybe you want to build a website. Maybe it's just like getting the URL today. It's not building the entire website. Um, you are also going to just start uh, putting yourself on a path of like, propelling yourself forward to like those little steps, like turn into bigger ones. Yeah. And actually that reminds me of like the clothing line that I'm working on. There are so, I mean, any business, there's just so many things, especially when you're starting from scratch, like what you need to do. And there's so many things I could be doing. Like, and I was like, Oh, I'll design everything out, get all my marketing stuff ready. And we'll be, I'll have it all done before the fall. And then I realized I was like, no, like it's too much. I don't need to get it all completed at once. Things are going to change as well. Um, I don't know where my mind's going to be in four months from now that maybe what I designed today is not going to be what I want to design four months from now or the brand could change. And so that's where I was like, you know what? I need to just focus on the design and the stitching and those details first, and then I can worry about the rest later. Um, but immediately my mind went to, here's this entire list, create a marketing plan, figure out how I can do this. And I'm like, it's a process. I mean, when you're starting out as an artist, you don't just suddenly paint something, post it online. Maybe you do. Some of you do. Um, but sometimes you need to figure it out, plan it out, think it through um, when it becomes an actual business itself. Um, but you don't have to do it all at once. A business does not happen overnight. Um, and I think that's where people, we just need to remind ourselves that that's okay. And just because you don't jump, you don't launch and that's also something that like I decided not to do a specific launch date yet because I wanted to be able to give myself the flexibility and the ability to do it right and take that pressure off of myself obviously for those that are already up and running in a business it's a little bit harder because you need to stay afloat so you can't just be like oh maybe keep pushing it out yeah you can't keep pushing it out but there are ways to kind of like Julia was saying like baby yourself and segment it uh I mean I have a daily planner and I also have my iPhone calendar and I have like a large like desk map calendar that I like to write out like due dates of things because um, I juggle multiple projects at once outside of work and inside work. And then my daily, I mean, I'm a crazy and I really like scheduling my day down to the half hour um, if I can. I don't really hold myself always to it. But my goal, it's my goals. Like goal is to get up at 7.30, take the dogs out, get ready between da da da, and then I have a call at 8.30 a.m. every morning. So it's like I can bucket those things out and then kind of, I mean, even in my calendar for work, I segment it and like today I'm gonna design, I'm gonna give myself these three hours to design the website. And then I'm gonna give myself these three hours to design this brochure. Um, 
it's helpful. I mean, even though I know there's going to be a lot more um, than just that day and there's proofing and editing, uh, but map that out. Put that, you can plan that out, but don't think that you need to worry about it in the moment. Right. Like you don't have to think about, you know, think about your day, but you don't have to think about if it's a long-term project or for example, um, you know, I I really relate to what you were saying about, you know, getting ready for the launch of your uh, clothing line because I mean, that's something that I'm working towards or starting as a new series. And it's sometimes also too, I think cross-checking yourself for like, because I know if you're like me, um, or Aaron, I think you were similar is that we both kind of like over <laughs> overestimate what we can get done. I, I know I do. I'm like such like a, oh, I'll, you know, I'll, I was saying um, to Kirk the other day, I was like, do you think like I could get 20 new paintings done by my what what I was hoping to be my launch date. And he's like, are you insane? He's like, do you realize you're going to have this many other commissions that are probably going to come in? Like, be nice. He's like, be nice to yourself. So sometimes like actually like saying it out loud to, to somebody else who can be, who maybe is especially somebody who has eyes on you, who knows like how you work and whatever can be like, I think maybe rein it in a little bit. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's the, I'm someone who I need the validation that it's to not do something. As weird as that sounds, like be, I, because I will get it done. I can get it done. But should I? <laughs> That's the question. Like, should I commit myself? It's it's over committing, but at the same time, it's still completed at the, the level it should be, if that makes sense. Like, I don't overcommit where I sacrifice quality, but I will sacrifice my life needs. Um, to get other things done. And I think that's where we need to really pay attention to because that's where you get, we've, you know, we've talked about it. That's where you get burnt out. That's when what you're doing becomes something that you don't like to do. And that's what you want to avoid. And so it is nice to do that gut check and ask people. And, you know, obviously at the end of the day, it's up to you. So don't make, but if you are someone like me who I need someone to be like, give yourself some grace, like give yourself some breathing room. Like that's ridiculous. You're crazy. I'd rather have someone tell me I'm crazy. Like that's too much than to tell me that I'm lazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, yeah, me too. You know. I, I will take crazy any day. Cause also I'm, I'm, I own it. I'm aware of it. Um, and I think too, it's like, especially with art, you know, I was saying to him, uh, to Kirk when we were talking and I was telling him my goals for this next series. And I, and then I was also saying like, it's true. Like I could have one painting could take me a day um, because it's going really well. Like any kind of creative project, there's really, you have to leave space for mistakes being made or like edits and, or, you know, or uh, the opposite end, like the piece just goes great. It flows super seamlessly. Um, and then you can fit another one in. So I think also leave some of that leniency in there as creatives of like, okay, we can schedule ourselves down to the hour, but sometimes things do come up with paintings or our creative tendencies that day are like, no, I'm not really feeling that today. Like you don't want to, you know, overwhelm yourself so much with like such a jam packed schedule, even if they are little steps to the point where like you leave no room for creativity. So I just think giving yourself more time and space to fulfill these longer term goals is always a good idea. Like, yeah. always a good idea. And now just like hearing you say that, thinking about artists, creatives, people, entrepreneurs, people that run their own business, which that's what artists are. Yeah. Um, things happen. Yeah. If you get sick, like no one's there to fill in for you. Exactly. Like I'm, I have design agency. So like, or I'm at a design agency. I'm at an agency. I'm a designer at an agency. Yeah. Um, if I was sick, there are other designers that could pick up and keep things moving. That's right. not the case for people that run their own business. Yeah. I mean, eventually they're when you get large enough, but when you're just starting out, it's not like Julia can be like, Hey, 
I'm under. I have a fever today. Can you finish? Yeah, the could series? you finish the painting for me, please? <laughs> yeah, like I wish. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So I think that's even more important. Why it's like really give yourself some breathing room, and I don't want to say overplan, but I, it's like extend. Give yourself like add on extra days to each one, and if you complete it earlier, great. If you don't, hey, now you get a couple of days yourself um, to either jump onto something else or just. That's, that's what I have been trying. That's the philosophy I've been trying to go for lately in my own life with, um, whether that be with like personal, you know, daily tasks at home, or if it's like, you know, with painting and my business, um, is that I have certain things to accomplish during the week. And when I finish those things, I don't need to move on to the next thing until next week, because it's like, Oh great. Now I actually get some free time. Like rather than just immediately jumping onto the next thing, um, linger in that space of like accomplishment right and like okay i did i did that thing i moved past feeling overwhelmed i got that done no no sense i mean you know your limits right like know your limits know when it's time to just be like okay it's time for a break um before you just you know hustle on to the next thing yeah and i think because yeah guilty guilty (laughs) guilty (laughs) guilty that's all i can say uh super guilty of that i jump to the next thing as soon as i possibly can um I don't know why. I just do. I like to be busy. Yeah, I think I, so too. But I think that's what I, I think is interesting too, is like we're all very different when it comes to like timelines. And so I love new business. I love being part of a creative team that is like pressures on. You have to design something like within 24 hours, sell it in. Sometimes my best work comes from that. But I don't think my best work would come from that if I was doing it every day. Um, because I thrive under like pressure. Uh, and there's a lot of people that thrive under pressure. And I had this conversation with my dad once too. It was like, it's weird. Like I do better at my stuff when I am busy. Like when I'm not busy, I tend to not be as on it, if that makes sense. Like I feel like I waste more time is what I should say. I don't, it's not that it doesn't become better, but I feel like when I'm busy, I get so much more done, but still feel like I'm moving and grooving. Whereas if I don't have anything to do, I like I don't want to do it myself. Yeah, or like, <laughs> like, I'm like, what do I do? I'm I like, almost I don't feel, watch TV. <laughs> I almost feel like I I was talking uh, the other day to someone about this. I was like, if sometimes when I'm like super busy and I'm like in in the grind, like things don't feel as overwhelming to me. But when yeah. I'm like when things come at me out of the blue and I'm like kind of mm-hmm. le- leading a more like laid back life, and then th- things come up it overwhelms me more. And, but the thing about that is that it's kind of not healthy. It's like, I've gotten to this stage now where it's like, okay, um, I know that I can survive in a crisis. Like I'm good at that, but I don't want to have a crisis to survive. Like I don't want to always have there need to be a crisis. There need to be some sort of like chaos, some sort of like really hectic schedule in order to do a good job. And I think that it's, so easy to get caught in that cycle mm-hmm. of like oh when like you know I, I can't you know god forbid i stop because or i slow down because then i would lose the momentum and it's like i think that that's kind of the <laughs> the american way in a lot of regards and also just like how i think a lot of people feel i know one time i was even i was out to lunch with um a friend and she asked me so this is sorry it's kind of like out of left field like random but um I was just talk. I was talking about my boyfriend or whatever, and she's like, and she has a boyfriend too. She's also an artist, and she was like, "Do you ever feel like when you are like happy in a relationship, like you aren't as good at art?" And I was like, "What?" Like, and like, or like when you're like 
when you are um, maybe too, when you're comfortable or like life is comfortable is kind of what she meant. Like, she's like, I feel sometimes I don't make like the best art when my life is comfortable. And I was like, I, I was like, I totally feel like that was a thing for me, maybe in college. Like I, I did better, like when like my life was chaotic, like for some reason, it's kind of like the Van Gogh thing of like, you know, you, you have to be this like, you know, crazy you know sacrifice yeah Yeah, (laughs) sacrifice i literally everything your ear um for for the art and um and i just think that that's like really um a destructive story that it's kind of like people who say oh i can't be in a relationship right now because you know i'm focused on my career or whatever it's like we sort of we sort it's like a silly it's like okay like really it's it's an excuse right it's like we we sometimes I feel like as artists or just people in general like yeah. create chaos um, in order to propel change in our lives, and it's like we and I think that that I don't know where I've this is conversation has so gone true. off the rails a little bit, but anyway. But do you agree? I feel like oh, I see absolutely, because I was just even thinking like a week ago, a couple weeks ago, Brandon was out of town, and I was like bored. I like didn't know what to do. I like made a painting, like, I did a ton of stuff, like, a garden, I made a painting, like, I did all this stuff, but I had, for some reason, just extra free time, um, because we didn't have any obligations that weekend to other things, like weddings, um, and I was like, maybe I'll just go get a tattoo, <laughs> I'm like, like, no joke, I was like, maybe I'll just, find-. so I started, like, googling tattoo parlors around, um, but apparently <laughs> I was tired, because I laid down and I fell asleep, <laughs> so don't get a tattoo when you're tired, you know, <laughs> um, but I think, that for me, what I, like, hearing that and listening, like, I, like, yeah, it's so true. Like, the chaos and the pressure, like, is is healthy yeah. in, to a certain point, And it does help you in a certain point. And, like, even hearing, like, how you talked about it, um, being in a relationship and your art shifts, I think a lot of, like, think about the honeymoon phase that people talk about. Like, you want to still woo the person and impress them, but then you, you got them. So then you kind of like, oh, I don't need to go and do X, Y, Z every time. But you do. Like, yeah. you, that's with art. That's with everything. Like, just because you're in a, like, even if you're become extremely successful in your yeah. business and you're, you know, comfy, like, doesn't mean you can't, like, don't stop trying new things. Don't stop right. staying, um, vigilant to it yeah, and like keeping reinvigorating your practice and yeah. trying to find new ways to keep it. Cause I also feel like that way a little bit right now. I think part of the reason I'm feeling overwhelmed about starting a new series is because I, well, I just did a series and I know how much it's like work it takes. Um, so like, but how, so how do I re, you know, recreate that excitement I had about, you know, starting a series and not, and rather than dreading it and feeling overwhelmed. So sometimes it is about just like reframing, um, maybe an old, something old that has felt like a chore into something new and exciting. I know an example we made the other week was like, if you're struggling to find time to paint, like call up a, a friend and do like a paint night together, like that, like silly things like that to just like get yourself back into, um, you know, having more f- excitement than the feeling of being overwhelmed. So like try to, yeah. So um, thinking about your last series. So if you were to, you know, think about the last series you had, knowing that you have a new one coming up. Is there anything that you'd want to repeat from that last series of your planning to, and what did you notice that maybe was overwhelming that you want to change this time? Cause I think that's helpful for people to hear one, like they might be in the same boat. Like I'm about to launch a series too. And Julia's experience might be different than yours, but you can at least use it as an example of like, all right, let's just kind of observe like what was overwhelming about this. And is there a way to make a shift? Yeah. 
first of all, I definitely have been meaning to record an episode <laughs> about like debriefing about my series. Maybe I will do that now that I'm like starting a new one. But yeah, just as like a, a quick overview of like what I think I need to do differently is a I I definitely think what I need to do is do less. I think mm-hmm. for me. Um, or give myself more time to do more. I think I try to fit a lot into a relatively short period of time. And I think as a result, I I am happy with all the work, but I I do feel like sometimes, not that it suffered, but like I I would have liked to have really been more intentional. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I'm going to do this time around is be more intentional. And also I think planning out like in advance you know, what sort of, okay, so it's going to sound, um, excuse me while I get super businessy and markety, right. <laughs> for a minute, but it's I created a, a, a monetary goal for myself for this series. So like if everything sold, I want to make X number of dollars. Mm-hmm. So then that helped me back into like what sizes I should do. And I also looked at what sizes I sell more easily and what price points I sell more easily. And I figured out a nice combination of like those sizes with other things that maybe are more expensive that will make help me reach that goal, if that makes sense. So I kind of took a very strategic standpoint this time around. Which makes sense. Like, it, I feel like that's a very smart, and after going through, like, doing this for some time, and those are probably some things that you've learned, that it's not just do whatever you want, yeah. and what, wherever the wind goes, you go. Um, it is planning and being strategic about it to not burn out your resources and your, which is you. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's some, I, I think it's definitely the approach of like work smarter, not harder. Like I didn't need to create like as many pieces as I did. Um, I, I think it's great. I have a lot of inventory for this summer now for art festivals, but even still, I, I think I definitely could have reined it in a little bit um, and trusted, you know, like, okay, like what I've got is good it'll sell like I don't need to provide so much variety which I think is like what I was trying to do and it's like no like I think having a really solid concept that's really consistent um and a consistent aesthetic you know less can be more and also I think sometimes the like scarcity is a good thing too like when there are fewer choices I think people are less overwhelmed by it too um so I don't know I think yeah so in you know, over as an overview, I think less is more, I think do less really well, you know, I think it's also okay to do a lot and then pare it down, you know, to the best work. Um, and yeah, give yourself more time than you think you need and be smart about how, you know, what you're, how you're pricing your work so that you do meet a goal if you have one. Um, yeah, I think also in terms of just how I'm going to market the series more, I am going to do, I, I did keep the series and I'm going to keep it this time, kind of a lot of the behind the scenes stuff to my Patreon. Um, but I think I am going to get more feedback from, you know, my Instagram audience and try to build more excitement, maybe show a little bit more than I had been. Um, because people really, you know, you can't keep your cards that close to your chest. Like, you know, it's not like we're Beyonce and we're just dropping an album out of the blue. Like, it's, you know, people do want to know, like, what's coming. Um, oh, yeah, because they yeah. want to plan. Yeah, they want to plan. And if they want to get excited and be like, oh, like, that's happening. Like, cool. Like, I can't wait for that to come out. Like, I, I want something from that series. And they know what it's going to look like. Well, so. and, like, when you are going at a high... When you are buying art at a higher price point, I can say, like, at least in fashion... I kick myself if I'm like 
or think about the iPhone. Like you buy the newest iPhone and because you waited until like August, you're like, okay, now I'm gonna get the new iPhone. And then two months later, the new one comes out and you're like, oh, I wish I just waited. Like you don't want your audience to kick themselves for saying like, they just invested in a piece of yours, which they'd love, but then they see something else that they love, but at the time they can't afford it because they've already. So you wanna give people like enough information so they can make their decisions like, I'm either gonna purchase this piece now, or actually I'm gonna hold off and I'm gonna be the first person, I'm gonna get that piece immediately. Or even I'm gonna DM this artist and I'm gonna ask like, hey, please let me know when that piece is for sale. You bring up an interesting point. So I felt like, okay, so we're going on a bit of a tangent now about series, but I really think another part of series, like a lot, why that logic works really well is just exactly what you just said. So as when I was painting like, you know, a new painting every other day and then posting it, no one really knew what was coming next, right? And so there was a big part of them of like, oh, I'll just keep waiting for the, the, the best one to come, you know, and I'll just keep waiting, like, because there's always gonna be another painting tomorrow. So like, I'll just see what that, maybe I like that one. And it's like, hard to make a decision when you're like, well, uh, something better could be coming tomorrow. But if it's like, okay, no, this is, this is when it's released. This is when it's launching. Like there are like four times a year that there are gonna be new things. So like it gives people more of like, uh, you train them, like their psychology to be like, no, these are the best ones. Cause this is the best, this is a series. And this is like all really good work. It's not, it doesn't look as much like, oh wow, she's progress. She's getting better. You know, it's like, no, this is like intentional work that is like with her you know seal of approval on it that's like she's intentionally put out as, as a series rather than just like some like a daily practice you know yeah and we'll do another sense. episode with like marketing now like as we go into this there's a reason why black friday does so well or cyber monday does so well or um nordstrom's anniversary sale because it's the same thing every year and people wait and that's when they splurge so they will hold and wait 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 because they know like they can get more for their buck on this day um, and I can say even from like being on the consumer side of selling things that are not art, but um, other products, um, when we had our like, we did it, we used to do like these membership sales twice a year and they were the biggest money maker for the company um, because it happened twice a year. It was an annual membership that was at a discounted rate and it was crazy to think like, oh, you actually made more money even though there was a discount, but it's because they don't do it all the time. So it's like, you have to find that balance of like, you don't, it's, I mean, it's over, you don't want to overwhelm your audience. You don't want to overwhelm your, like your consumer, because even them, they're going to be like, well, what if this goes on sale? Well, I don't want to buy it at full price. Um, and sometimes it's not because they don't value it. It's because they can't afford it. Um, so don't always assume that because someone can't, isn't going to pay full prices because they don't want to. Right. Um, Sometimes it's just people being cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But yeah, they, um, just, they might not have like psychologically like prepared to spend that much money. And so it's like if the more you can prepare them and like get them ready and in the mindset and excited, the more willing they are to, you know, open their checkbooks. And I think another part of this too, and this is something that we once again could have a whole episode about because I, I do feel strongly about this. And it's something that I have recently really tried to shift is um businesses should be seasonal i think like i do think there should be kind of not i mean i do think okay there's a so seasonal shopper hear me out like i do think <laughs> you should have a business that should be able to survive and thrive all year long but i think you can't always be selling you can't always be selling every single day because that just like 
wears on your on your consumers like it, it, it there's a reason when you go to like glossier or glossier however you say it, um when you go to their instagram i was just i don't know why i popped up they popped up in my mind right now but like if you go to their instagram like they don't even show their products in every post sometimes they just show like colors that are are similar to like their colors or something that's or like a quote or something related because if I just had to look at like a Glossier like product in every single photo, I wouldn't follow them, but I follow them for like other content that they have that's kind of like lifestyle-y. And I think the same goes for art. And not saying that you shouldn't, I mean, I do share my paintings almost every day, but it's not always like, buy this right now, like for sale, like this painting, this price, like DM me. It's like, like the other day I posted, a, I, posted I posted a painting yesterday that's already has sold, but it was for the 4th of July. And it was like, the Washington DC and it was more of like, you know, happy fourth or whatever. It's like, you don't, I think we need to get out of that feeling of having to sell every single day. That every action has to be about a transaction. A yes. Um, which it doesn't, it really doesn't. And you're, it's not sustainable um, because you don't, do you go out and buy a new chapstick every day? No. So no, no one, maybe there is someone that's doing that, but like that's, you have to think like, are you going to be going and buying a piece of artwork every day? No. Um, so neither, not everyone else is either. There is a seasonal. I think that's so smart. And it's good to set those expectations for yourself. Um, so you, you don't feel overwhelmed that you aren't hitting the, the prices that you need or the, the monetary places, spots that you've set goals. Um, but being realistic about it and even like looking at your, it's not even like a marketing plan. It's your business plan, like looking at your business and plan and figuring it out. And it's just people and trust too. Cause yeah. like, I think people, if you, if they always, if you always feel like you're being sold to, you're not going to trust that person. No. You know, like it feels like they're just trying to sell. It's like, the, you know, it's like those friends. We all have that friend who is like, yeah. you know, in a multi-level marketing scheme. Who's like, you know, they're yes. always trying to sell something to you. Like even when you're going yeah. to get coffee with them, it's actually kind of sad. It's like. And then when you go to get coffee with them, you're like, oh God, are they going to try to sell me their skincare products? Like, mm -hmm. oh no. Like, and when really you just want to hang out with them, but like, you don't be that person for your oh art. Don't be the multi-level yeah. marketing person for your art. Like be a person, you know, be Even a on person. social media. Like yeah. that's where I think about that. Like I get so many DMs and someone's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hey. And then they're like, have you ever tried? Yeah. I'm not going to say any names. X, Y, Z. And I'm like. No, and I don't. Like, no. it's not authentic. It's not genuine. I yeah. mean, maybe it is genuine, but, like, it's just... People see through it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like, I'm sure you believe in it and you want to sell it, but, like, don't... I don't like it always in my face or, like, stuff like that. Um, I did a lot of marketing and social media content a couple years back for a really large company. Um, and I can't disclose who it is, but... Um, they were a product and we made a big shift from product to lifestyle because that same thing, because people don't want a banner ad everywhere. People pay to remove banner ads from apps and stuff like that. So you have to create something that people go to for lifestyle. They go to for other things. I mean, some just thought starters real quick. And then I know we'll go back to the overwhelming part, but Think about like talking about your brushstroke, talking about the environment that you photograph your environment, be like, or what was going through your mind when you were painting something or what was inspiration. It doesn't have to be like now on sale or this is a price. I would never discourage like putting it like a few bullets down, mm -hmm. like sold or just or like the available. status of it yeah, or, or in the price and size. Cause people do want to know like acrylic, whatever, 18 by 24, 
panel. Like that's still information that some people may want. So it's not that you can't have it at all, but don't make it the focus, I would say. Um, take a really close in shot of a piece of your artwork and just show the texture and talk about maybe your brush strokes because a lot of people don't really know the difference or what, what makes your brush strokes different than someone else. Right. I mean, maybe you don't even know, but like, like yeah, <laughs> but talking about it or I think it's so, interesting. So yeah, actually I, I kind of to bring it back to the topic that we had at hand, I think, oh, so I think actually this hopefully should make you, if something that maybe makes you feel overwhelmed is like social media presence, sales. Like I know sales is something that's like really overwhelming to me because it feels so un- unpredictable. Taking some of this pressure off of having to sell every day or feel like it like that hopefully that should make you feel better because I have to tell you sometimes my my best months are the months where I'm really not pushing sales where I have very few marketing emails that I've sent out like sometimes those are my best months it's weird like it just I'm not saying that's like the best strategy to have I'm not saying you shouldn't do those things but um and but in like I think consistency and you know showing consistency to your audience is important but it doesn't always have to be from the lens of sales It, it can be like you just said, if you're having struggling with creating content, it can be something unrelated to like the painting at hand that you're trying to sell. It can be like, I really like these brush strokes I did today. Like, what what are your favorite brushes? You know, like an asking like your audience question, kind of putting the content, the onus on the on content onto your um onto your audience a little bit. Um, I've been trying to do that more in my stories, just like ask people questions and like that would make it easy for me to like repost their answers as part of my story. I'm like, I don't have anything I, I have to say today, but do maybe you do. Do a color combo. Like, yeah. are you an orange and pink kind of person or are you a blue and purple? Yeah, like warm colors, cool colors. Like yeah. you can really like, there are so many different aspects of art that you can talk about on your page that aren't just your paintings and um, can make that, the content less overwhelming can make um, engaging with an audience less overwhelming. You can make it fun. It doesn't have to be like work and sales. Um, as we have said before, like I think sometimes battling the feeling of being overwhelmed is by reframing it into like an exciting new lens. Um, Cause we all listen to those podcasts that are like podcasts, like self-help books, whatever. And we were like, yeah, I'm going to take on the world after this. But like, so how do we get that feeling? And then it like fades, right? In like a day and we're like back to square one. Like, how do you get that feeling to last? Like, and I think it comes down to like really personalizing this for yourself, like finding those things that make you feel excited um, and really breaking it down into small steps. Um, yeah. Anything else we have to say about being overwhelmed? No. no. <laughs> Hopefully you guys aren't overwhelmed by yeah. listening to this. Yeah. Um, but keep in mind, you know, we're it's life. Um, we're always going to be overwhelmed at times. So don't find that as a failure either. Yeah. Um, don't judge yourself for feeling overwhelmed. (laughs) We're artists, we're creatives. Um, we are a victim to our own creativity. Yes. Unfortunately. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, but stay inspired. Um, keep in touch with us. You can check us out at Gesso Girls. Tag mm-hmm. us in your artwork. We want to see it. We want to be able to share it with our followers. Yeah. And if you have any questions, comments, feedback, um, also DM us at Gesso Girls. Otherwise, if you have a friend um, or family member that would take interest in this episode, please share and drop us a review. Yeah, that'd be great. Also, I have been noticing some of you guys sharing in your stories, like our episodes, and that is so awesome. I'll always reshare those. And I also have been then resharing like some of your work too, if you're an artist, like, because I love, like, I love getting to know our listeners and having our other listeners get to know you. So um, yeah, engage with us on social media. And thank you guys as always for listening. Uh, Stay tuned for next week.